Welcome to Canine Nation. It's Sunday, June 2nd, 2019. And this is episode 139. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Eric Brad. There is a lot of information out there about dogs. And when I say a lot, I mean generations and generations of information that have been passed down from dog owner to dog owner. Humans have kept dogs with us in our homes for thousands of years. But as the centuries have moved on, the human race has gotten smarter about a lot of things no more so than in the last 150 years. So it shouldn't come as any surprise that we've learned a great deal about animals, animal behavior, and how best to teach animals to live with us in our modern society. And nowhere is this new information more applicable than in how we work and live with our dogs. But change can be hard. I say that from experience. It was difficult for me to let go of a lot of information that I was given about dogs and how to train them. For decades, I was given information about pack hierarchies, alpha dogs, and how to correct my dog to get the best behavior and to give them the best life possible. It turns out that a lot of what I was taught by dog trainers, instructors, and local dog experts wasn't exactly correct. It was based on decades-old information that wasn't backed up by science. But the information was comfortable. I understood it, and I knew what to do with my dogs based on it. Change is hard. And sometimes it takes a dog to show you that what you thought was working really isn't. That's the way it happened with me. One of our dogs turned aggressive toward our family, and it was because of the way we had trained him. It seems that as human beings, we have an amazing ability to rationalize what we want to do versus what we ought to do with our dogs. Facing that aggressive dog 20 years ago taught me something important. It taught me that dogs were not just a reflection of humans. They were an entirely different species, with different thoughts, different experiences, and different ideas about the world. I thought that was an important thing important enough to write about. So this is my essay, There Is No Dog in Human. There was a time, not so long ago, when I knew everything I needed to know about dogs. I had taken in all of the common-sense conventional wisdom passed down to me from generations of dog experts. I folded it all into a neat little package in my brain labeled Dog Smarts. I knew that it wasn't everything there was to know about dogs, but it was all of the stuff that a dog owner like me needed. It was what I needed to live a happy and successful life with my dogs. In hindsight, I can still say that it was all that I needed to live as happily and as successfully as I knew how to do. I have learned a lot in the last 18 years or so. I've learned a lot about dogs and their behavior. More importantly, I've learned a lot about myself, about what it means to be a human being trying to live 
and relate to an entirely different species. A lot of what I've learned about myself was difficult and unpleasant to admit. In retrospect, as I think about how I acted toward my dogs those many years ago, I was arrogant, selfish, inconsiderate, prone to blame the dogs, controlling, and I tended to neglect all but the basics that most people think their dogs need. Food, water, shelter, exercise, and some social interaction. I was, in many ways, like most dog owners. The greatest difficulty for me was knowing that I never intended to be any of those unpleasant things. I thought I was doing the best job I could. Things changed for me when I came face to face with a dog that, despite doing everything right according to the dog smarts I was taught, was clearly not feeling happy or successful in his life in my home. The bared teeth and growling were a dead giveaway. I had used everything I had been taught about dog training and had run out of stuff to try. Not only did my dog smarts have limits, they seemed to have created a dangerous dog who was willing to threaten me. Trust me when I tell you that this should cause you to reevaluate what you think you know about dogs. I decided that it was best if I put everything I thought I knew about dogs on the table and reevaluate it all. No more assuming that the things that I had been taught were facts just because they seemed to achieve some outcome that I wanted. As someone with a background as a computer professional of many years, I was forced to do the unthinkable. I had to read the manual, so to speak, when it comes to dogs. I needed to go back and re-educate myself on dogs, behavior, and training. Science has always been a reliable guide for me, and so I read books by scientists and professionals who studied and worked with dogs, behavior, and animal training. It changed my perspective radically and quickly. Looking back at my life with my dogs, I can trace each and every problem I ever had with my dogs to a single source. Me. Although I devoted a lot of energy and effort to raising my dogs and tried to do the best job I knew how to do with them, I was just applying the same faulty information in different ways or with different degrees of emphasis. I was all about getting the results I wanted from my dog without regard to how I was getting there. In short, I wanted what I wanted from my dogs, and they had to behave or else. And that worked for me right up until the moment that it didn't. And that's when the scientist in me poked his head up and said, If all that dog smarts you were taught is right, how could this go so wrong? It was a great moment for me to just deflect and say that the problem was with this particular dog and not with the dog smarts I had learned. But the truth is, I had been saying something like that for years, as each of my dogs had different problems from the previous one. They had just never been beyond my ability to deal with before. No, the failure was not in the dog, but in me. I had gotten it wrong. One of the basic tools I used to change my perspective was questioning everything I had always taken as fact. Were dogs pack animals? Do they behave according to some sort of social hierarchy? Do they have long memories and act out over something they didn't like last week? 
A few of the answers confirmed what I thought about dogs, but much more often the answers just seemed to raise more questions. The image I always had of what dogs were and how they thought came from all the usual sources, mostly media and entertainment. Books, television, and movies all did a great job of selling me an idealized version of what my dogs should be. Patient, gentle, kind, obedient, eager to please, selfless, and so on. When the time came to question all of these assumptions about my dogs, the answers were often surprising and rarely disappointing. It turns out that dogs were nothing like what I had imagined them to be, and yet they were, but not for the same reasons that I thought. For example, dogs are eager to please us, but not because they are just good-hearted souls. It's because they are hoping to form a mutually beneficial relationship with us for their survival. As I sifted through what I used to believe about dogs, questioning what I knew and replacing that conventional wisdom with facts and information, I felt a sense of shame. I was supposed to be smarter than this. For decades, I took all the credit for my well-behaved dogs, but always blamed my dog when they did something I didn't like. It was arrogant, self-centered, and simple-minded. So I committed myself to doing better and trying to be smarter about my dogs. Along the way, I have learned some interesting things about myself. It turns out that humans have an almost infinite capacity to fool ourselves. The number of ways we have developed to come to the wrong conclusion from the right data is truly amazing. Even more impressive is our ability to ignore the correct data in favor of faulty or incomplete data if the correct information disagrees with our previously held beliefs. It seems that humans can be expert con men, and we end up fooling ourselves most of all. One of the things I learned to keep myself in check is the principle of Occam's razor. It's a principle that proposes that, all things being equal, the simplest explanation of something tends to be the correct one. Here's an example. Back in the day, my dogs used to bark at the window when my wife and I would leave to go out somewhere. We would often say something like, Oh, they're just mad that we didn't take them to the park today. And that's a lot of assumption to make. First, our dogs would have to have a detailed memory of the last few times we took them to the park. Then, they would have to have some concept of what they thought was an acceptable time frame between park visits in order to feel that they had been wronged in this case. And then, they would have to believe that barking at the window was an effective way to communicate their offense at our actions. They would have to believe that their display of barking would in some way make things better for them in the future. Or, Occam's razor. Our dogs felt mildly stressed and would have preferred to be with us, and they were barking to relieve that stress. So, yeah, maybe that one, maybe simpler is better, and it's probably more correct. For me... Most of these twenty or so years has been a process of fixing what was wrong in my relationship with my dogs. Fixing what was wrong with me and not the dogs. I had the wrong perspective. I had the wrong ideas about dogs and training. I had the wrong goals. I had the wrong understanding of dogs, dog behavior, and dog training. 
I had to undo all kinds of attitudes and ideas I had about dogs, and I had to reevaluate what was important to me about having dogs in my life. In the interest of fairness, I do have to say that not everyone will want to look into the science of dogs and behavior to the extent that I have. Lots of people have much simpler goals for their life with their dogs. Perhaps this kind of self examination isn't for every dog owner. But I will say this in my experience, the single greatest impediment to a happier and more fulfilling life with our dogs is ourselves. Dogs are going to be dogs. We humans are the ones who can choose to change much more easily to make things better for our dogs. Writing these Canine Nation essays and producing this podcast has been my attempt to present the very human side of our relationship with our dogs, at least my experience of it. With all of its frustrations and joys, aggravating and humorous moments, my life with dogs is a wonderful and very satisfying thing. It's my hope that the perspectives I present in Canine Nation can make you think about things a little differently, to consider a different perspective. I think it's important to remember that there is no dog in human. We are different species. Even though we have found a way to live together happily, we are not the same. But the humans are in control. Make no mistake about that. The familiarity we have with dogs can lead us to think that we know them better than we actually do. Fortunately, we have the capacity for self awareness, self reflection, and the ability to change our thinking. I believe we owe it to the dogs to make every effort to understand them, to teach them, and to make their lives with us as rewarding as we can. If you enjoy these podcasts, why not drop by our website at caninenation.ca and you'll find dozens more to listen to. While you're at it, perhaps click on the donate button and offer us a dollar or five or whatever you'd like to give to help support the podcast and help us keep the lights on. Or you can support the podcast by spreading the word on social media or leaving us a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear feedback from you about the podcast. If you have any comments, stories, or questions, you can email me at talk2 at caninenation.ca. That's talk and the number 2 at caninenation.ca. I look forward to your comments. Canine Nation is also on Facebook. You can find our Canine Nation page where we post information about the latest articles, podcasts, and news about Canine Nation events. We also have a discussion group, the Canine Nation Forum. It's a place to discuss the podcast, the Canine Nation essays, life with dogs, and training our dogs, or just to share some information we found around the Internet. Thank you for listening. I'd appreciate it if you'd share this with the dog people in your life. I guess that's all for now. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. <laughs>